Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. Some of you know that I spent two weeks in January in Kenya building a house with a team from Habitat for Humanity. Before I left for the build site in the Rift Valley, I spent a couple of days in the capital, Nairobi. Africa is bursting with entrepreneurs, many of them women, most of them working to pull themselves out of poverty by running micro-businesses such as fruit and vegetable stools or selling second-hand clothes, what the World Bank calls the informal sector of the economy. While I was in Nairobi, I interviewed two women who became entrepreneurs after working in the formal private sector first, one in the film industry, the other for a large corporation. Lydia Kayendi runs an event management company called Safana Holdings, which she started 12 years ago. She employs 14 people. While many women in Kenya still struggle to secure a bank loan, Lydia says her bank has been her main source of funding since she started the business. When I chat with my banker, he says they find it easier and better to give women loans than men. You know, And of course, if you have a track record that, you know, if you tell them that you're going to pay the money at a certain time and you actually pay it, I must say that is what has helped me. I've not got uh, finances from individuals, but I got it from, from my bank. I asked if, as in the U.S. and elsewhere, there are groups in Kenya that support female entrepreneurs. Yes, there are quite a number of um, those groups. But I must tell you, in Kenya, every woman is an entrepreneur, you know, because... When I look around now, I find that most homes are actually supported by women. Hers is one of them. Her former husband also had his own business, but Lydia says he wasn't running it well, and even though she implored him to pack it in and join her company, he wasn't interested. Eventually, the business went down, and he lost a lot of his and other people's money. Lydia raised their son, Trevor, who's now 19, largely on her own. He's an aspiring entrepreneur himself. She says women business owners in Kenya have different motivations than men. You know, I think for the men it's more show off, more I need to keep up with the Joneses. I need to be seen, be to, seen be. to be doing well. But for the woman, it is really sincere. What I want is I want my child to be able to go to school. I need a roof over my head. You know, and then I have about 14 employees. At the end of the month, I need to pay them their dues. So I can't joke around with my work. But surely those should be any man's concerns too. Lydia says Kenyan society's changing as women play a bigger part in the workforce, but not entirely for the better. She says a lot of men are putting their feet up. They keep saying that the girl child has been so empowered of late that the boy child seems or feels forgotten, and that's why he has taken a step back. But I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, it's just the way we're bringing up our boys, and that is wrong. 
men had the same equal opportunities even before. In fact, they had the opportunities before we did. So what has made them take the step back? There's something that is not right and I don't understand. We keep wondering, when I look around with all my friends, most of them, most of the homes are headed by single women. Yeah. Most of the homes are headed by very few that you will find that there's a husband and wife and they're both providing. It's just that the way we're bringing up our boys is wrong. And obviously your son is taking <laughs> after you. Well, obviously your husband was also an entrepreneur. Yeah, he was. Right. Yes. Um, my son, yes, he, you know, he keeps telling, the one thing that drives him so much to make sure that he, he will be a stable man, he says, Mom, you work so hard that I, I need you to at some point to rest. And I tell him, you know, Trevor, I don't know how to rest. I'm just always... It's if I'm, even if I'm at home, I'm always doing something. I'd be spring cleaning this or doing that or, you know. But um, for him, he says he wants to be a man. He wants to be, to, he wants to be able to provide for his family. He wants to, his family to live a certain standard. Aspirations he thinks a lot of Kenyan men have dropped. I also wanted to know about something that had struck me when I was looking at Lydia's website and those of other women entrepreneurs in Kenya. These sites really differ from the entrepreneur sites I'm used to looking at in that there's no reference to the business owner herself, no story of how she founded the company, no biography and no photo. I asked why, expecting to hear something about cultural norms and female modesty. For me, it's just... um... I don't like to be out there, you know, because again, okay, mine is slightly different because at, at one point um, I did go through a very bad episode where we had a kidnap saga on my son and, um, you know, yeah, so I try and keep everything very private, you know. Um, these people thought that I had a lot of money and because my son was going to this this school in Turi, they thought they'd be able to get money from me and it was, we, we lived a really horrible one year. She says because so many people in Kenya are extremely poor, anyone seen to be doing reasonably well is considered a good target, both for handouts and occasionally more sinister approaches. She says the kidnap threats abated after about a year, but the whole experience made her even more determined to keep a low profile. Finally, we talked about mentorship. Lydia says Kenyan men still get more opportunities than women simply because they spend more time hanging out together, possibly because they have more time. A World Bank report from 2007 says that when you include family responsibilities, Kenyan women work on average 4.7 hours a day longer than men. Lydia says in the early days, she was mentored by a male business owner who pushed her to keep achieving new goals. So for that reason, I also get people under my wing and I push them. Now this is, sometimes I think my prob- the problem with women is they don't help each other as much as men do. You know, the men will spend hours in the bar to make sure that, I mean, how many deals do you hear were brokered in a bar? Or you hear somebody got a piece of land for such a small amount of money because there's somebody who was in the bar who was desperate. I don't know whether we don't get out a lot more. I don't know whether we just don't help each other more like we should. Because I know when a woman tells you she will deliver something, she delivers, you know. And 
if we got more women under our wings, those of us who have been in business for a long time, I believe we can, you know, that we can transform this society. Lydia Kayendi, CEO of Safana Holdings in Nairobi. Film producer Mercy Marugi is only 29, but she's been running her own film company for a few years. She's co-owner of Hot Sun Films, which makes films as well as helping foreign film crews coming to Kenya. She also runs Hot Sun Foundation, which is based in Kibera, a sprawling slum in Nairobi. The foundation houses the Kibera Film School, which trains young people to work in Kenya's film industry. I asked her how she became interested in working with youth from this vast shanty town, which has around a million residents. I filmed a lot in Kibera, and every time we filmed there, and the people that we worked with, and you know, we would end up hiring young people to be either our porters or our PAs, but not like you know, not like a glorified PA, just someone to help you carry stuff around. But you could always see that some of them, or most of them, had an interest in whatever it is that we were doing. Now. Training for film, basically TV here, is expensive. And and I knew that these are people who would never, ever get that opportunity. So for so me, it was more like giving back. Um, and it didn't, it didn't cost me that much to be able to give back. Because when we started, uh, I talked to my friends in the film industry, and I said, well, do you mind giving one hour you know, a week or two hours a week just for one day and come and talk to these kids. And we had a curriculum and it was twofold. Is One, we got people who actually work in the industry. It wasn't somebody who's never worked in the industry and it was just textbook teaching. And two, we were also networking so that if you had a cameraman who was teaching at the film school, then he was likely to spot talent who he would possibly bring on his next shoot as his assistant which is exactly what started happening. The kids Mercy and her colleagues work with are anywhere from 18 to 25 and unemployed, as many living in Kibera are. The film school takes in just 12 students a year, so it can be sure to accommodate them with enough equipment to go around and so that each person has some hope of getting a job after they graduate. It's been... I know it's just... I can't find one word to explain it. I would say it's been great, it's been awesome, but still I feel like that doesn't still explain what it's been you know it's it's every time that you have one of the students you know work on a project or win an award somewhere or someone like the other day someone told me on twitter you remember that boy Vinny? i took him under my wing and he's awesome and this is a film director and Vinny's someone that went through the film school so you know when you hear something like that it's it's incredible She's made two films about Kibera, a short, Kibera Kid, and a feature, Togetherness Supreme, set in the slum right after Kenya's election violence of 2007. I told her how few women work behind the camera or as producers in Hollywood. Well, in Kenya, it's actually the opposite. You know, the big directors in Kenya are actually women. The 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 directors that people know their films, you know, we have uh, a while back there was Anne Mungai, I don't think she's in film anymore. Um, there was Jerry Carago, there was Judy Kibinge, there's Wanuri Kahio. Like the big directors that have actually put Kenya on the map in terms of filmmaking are all women. 
which in many ways is a good thing. But Mercy suspects there's a less encouraging reason why women have dominated the young Kenyan film industry. It's not something that's going to put food on your table and your family. You're not going to be... Now you can, but then you wouldn't be a filmmaker and expect to feed your five kids and your wife and your family. You know, it's... For me, that's what I would say that possibly was the reason why there were more women, because then they kind of had the flexibility. And most of them were single women also. They're not, you know, family women, they're single women. Family trumps everything in Kenya, as in the whole of Africa, and it's still solely a woman's job to make it all run smoothly, regardless of what other work she does. Despite its achievements, it may be a while before we start hearing much from Africa about hands-on fathers or women earning more than their husbands. That's the broad experience for this week. If you're on Facebook, please consider liking the show's page and you can sign up for my newsletter at thebroadexperience.com. And if you think someone you know would enjoy the show, please tell them about it. I'm Ashley Milne-Type. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough. Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.